Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2023. This is the Ring the Bell podcast. Yes, you heard that right. We will get into it. Don't worry. I'm Christy Francesco. Jason Kent, Dean Holzappel are here as well. Uh, before we get into everything that we get before, before we get into everything here, uh, we want to send out our, our deepest condolences and thoughts to our very own Kyle Higgins. Kyle lost a dear member of his family uh, early Sunday afternoon. And we just want to let him know that we love him and our hearts are, are aching with him as he and his family navigate uh, this immensely difficult and very sudden loss. Um, so I uh, hope to talk to Kyle very soon. I just uh, talked to him about an hour or so ago. He's He and his wife are uh, on their way down to uh, Florida. Um, so, yeah, we will be talking to Kyle in, in a few weeks. But um, for the meantime, we just were, we're thinking about him um, and we hope everything you know, they can find peace somewhere um, during this tough time. But let's kind of move forward now and let's do some housekeeping before we get into our topics tonight. Um, first and foremost, the name change. Let's kind of, as they say, rip the band off, if you will, babies, and give you all the details of what went into this. Um, not all of them, because there's a lot that went into it. However, I will break it down kind of like a Cliff Notes version for y'all, for those of you who even know what Cliff Notes is. Um, firstly, all three of us are diehard Phillies fans. We've made that clear since episode one. They're the reason that I started this podcast to begin with. It's the reason that Jason and Dean agreed to be on this show. Uh, the reason we rebranded to uh, On the Bump was pretty simple. We wanted to talk about all of baseball, including the Phillies, because all of us follow the game on a broad level outside of just what happens with the Phillies. After many weeks over the last month and a half or so, I began having this internal struggle as to what exactly is our identity. And with our launch on YouTube coming up, we're about 26 episodes in. I felt after discussions with others that if there's going to be a major change, it has to happen now before we get into episode 40, 50, 60, and then we're on YouTube. And that's where we really start to spread out the audience, right? And in, in a way. And after intense and honest discussions with Jason, uh, Dean, and two very well-respected baseball podcast hosts that, I, that I'm friends with or, or friendly with, I made a decision to go back to the original name of the show, which was the ring the bell. And I made and make to make that completely final because that's who we are. We are Phillies fans first and baseball fans. Second, when it comes to this show, we spend the majority of our shows talking about the Phillies baseball, and that was never going to change. So let's make that a permanent reality. Plus the decision was kind of made easier by you guys, the listeners. Over 90% of our analytics showed us that New Jersey, PA, Delaware, New York were or are our primary areas of popularity and our most popular episodes are anything having to do with the Phillies and the Yankees. So the right move was to go back to our original name and our original format. This is the final move that had to be done before we made um, the, the, the Oregon Trail over to YouTube. Finality was my key word in selling this plan to my teammates here. Full transparency. I honestly thought they were going to bail or have major issues with it. Uh, they didn't. And I'm grateful for that. Uh, Dean was very honest about certain things. 
And I appreciated that. I it was noted, and you know, we talked over it. And Dean, who is usually the one who who thinks a lot more broadly down the line about me than most people, Dean kind of knew it was coming, which was good. So he I'm happy that he felt in his heart of hearts that eventually this was probably what was going to happen. And, and it did. Um, so I'm I'm grateful for all of that. I'm ecstatic about 2023 and everything that lies ahead for this show. And I hope you all will definitely come for the ride. But let's get the boys in here and let's talk some baseball. We got some things to talk about. Uh, Jason Dean, happy new year, boys. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. I just hope I don't get dysentery on that Oregon trail over to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the old, probably the, the worst thing to die from. Dean doesn't, doesn't want to starve to death or get kicked out of the group chat. <laughs> That's funny. Well, that was like the main thing that killed you in the Oregon trail game was dysentery. So it's, just, <laughs> it's just like, oh, Cool, great, dude. I always my tire always broke. It's game over. I apparently broke my leg and just died. (laughs) Dude, it was. I didn't know how to fix things back then. I remember sitting in MJ and Pearson school playing it in one of the one of the rooms. It was just like, oh, you died of dysentery again. I thought you'd only die from dysentery once. (laughs) How many times can I catch this and die? (laughs) Oh my gosh, Um, Jason, what's going on, man? Happy New Year! Happy New Year! It's just a beautiful, you know, New Year. I'm not going to say new me because I'm still going to eat and drink and do everything I love. You it definitely know? looks like a new you with that mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, your peer pressure worked. Jason finally shaved his face. Um, he has a fantastic mustache, but still he shaved his face. Um, it's just also crazy, guys. You know, we record the show. We all live in a, a South Jersey. It's January 1st, and I think the next two days is going to be in the 60s. I love it. For I, I insanity. Love God, I, I love it too. I hate yeah. the cold weather so much. I'm, I'm with you, man. Maybe I'll um, finally clear up this sinus garbage that I've been dealing with for like a month. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, because, I mean, you've been sick for like a month. My house has been sick since like Thanksgiving. It's insanity, dude. It's just and I stop. avoided COVID. Which yeah, you fun. did. <laughs> yeah. Which like everybody around me had so. dean's bionic except for his sinuses everything else he's bionic um yep. sinuses and back it's my weak <laughs> spot um two very important things yeah <laughs> that create nightmares um all right so real quick let's kind of start off right before we took our break actually right after this happened the phillies went and signed craig kimbrell one year 10 million dollar deal look this is a deal that us phillies fans have thought was going to happen the last three years um and it, and it just, it didn't, uh, but Kimbrel's here now, uh, Jason, what'd you think of the deal, man? I thought, geez, no low risk, very high reward, uh, for this, the revamping this bullpen. Uh, what were your, what was your thoughts? I kind of felt the same way. I know the numbers, the last few years kind of up and down a little bit. Um, but just like you said, I, I, I don't expect him to come in to be the closer because I do think Dominguez pretty much has that locked up. Uh, but I think it definitely solidifies seven, eight, nine for us. Cause mm-hmm. I think that you have with, uh, even though I'm not a fan, Alvarado, Dominguez, and now Kimbrell, um, you, those are, you kind of hope they come in and are that stop gap at the end, at the back end of those games that can really come in and shut teams down. Uh, especially with, they have some pretty, they have some solid pitching right now. They've uh, definitely improved from last year. So I do, I do think that's a, it's a, it's a good move. I feel like a lot of the guys we have signed for bullpen the last few years, they never really work out the way we expect it to. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of nervous about that. Um, 
but at the surface right now, I, I want to see him, but I, I do like the move. I do think like what you said, low risk, uh, high reward, 10 million, one year deal. It's not nothing big. So now, I, and what I'm are your thoughts? And so basically, how do you think that back end is going to work? You have Alvarado, Sir Anthony and Kimbrell now. What do you, is that going to be? I guess in terms of your closer is going to be pure matchup driven. I'm more of a, I like to see a guy I, I like, especially for, I feel like a closer is the most, I know what I'm coming in. I know what I'm doing. We've mm-hmm. seen a lot of games, you know, especially in Philly where you bring that closer in ninth inning up five runs and they just implode. So to me, I would like us, whoever's going to be the closer. I want them to be the guy. I agree. And then seven and eight can be kind of go. If you have more lefties or more righties, however you want to play it. But I do, I would like to see uh, Sir Anthony be that lockdown in the ninth. Okay. Um, Kimbrell does have experience. He's done it very well over his career. So you can't really argue against putting him there. Um, but I do think you leave your guy that who's really shown and I feel like he's taken that next step in that role. I'll leave him in that ninth inning. For sure. How about you, Dean? Um, I, I've been thinking about the since the signing, which I do like the signing. And I yeah. think for 10 million a year, I think it's, that's, that's great business. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it. I, I do think I look, anybody who knows anything about me when it comes to their closer role, I do not like finesse closers. Mm. Um, I like a guy who can run that that uh, that uh, that speed that speed gun up a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, unless your stuff is like lights out, like a Mariano Rivera or like a Kenley Jansen mm-hmm. or like a Trevor Hoffman, that's just like virtually unhittable. Or oh, I yeah. mean, Rivera was unhittable his whole career, but yeah, like. Um, I, I like a power pitcher in the closer role. I come in ninth inning, blow hundred miles an hour by somebody one, two, three, work, let's get out of here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? None of this, none of, you know, none of this Hector Nair. So I'm going to throw a ball in the dirt and walk two guys and then, you know, <laughs> get a fly ball into the warning track and stuff like that. I don't, I don't like that at all. So, um, very much, uh, by the, I want my pitcher to be Rick Vaughn in that closer <laughs> role, you know, <laughs> hundred yeah. miles an hour, give him the heater, Ricky, you know, that's all I want. Um, so I probably would go with Sir Anthony because uh, he can he can hit like 101, mm-hmm. um, and he had a great year. He's been a really good pitcher since he came up. He's just had some injuries here and there. Yeah. kind of kept because he had Tommy John, I believe, didn't he? Yeah. So um, you know that kept him out for well, really two years. Yeah, about um, two years. Yeah. So um, he was really good this year. Uh, I mean, yeah, he was. I mean, you know, he came in in uh in the uh the nlcs during that rain game i think it was the nlcs right that was the rain game mm-hmm. yeah so and he you know I mean, sometimes your grip gets a little affected by a wet ball and stuff like that so you can't really judge him but so i would go with kimberl as my setup guy because i don't trust alvarado he had one good year um so don't worry jason him... is fully on board with that <laughs> <laughs> so i would have him more as like your maybe your sixth seventh inning guy kimberl would be your eighth and then sir anthony but if they wanted to start kimberl at at the closer role, I mean, he's been one of the best closers in baseball. Yeah, was career. he sixth all time? Something, Something like, like that, that, yeah. So, like, yeah. I'd be okay with starting him there. But, um, you know, he did get pulled from that role with the Dodgers last year because mm. he, he was a little frenetic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so, personally, I would go with Sir Anthony. But if they did give it to Kimbrell to start the year, I'd be okay with it. It's not the end of the mm-hmm. world. So... So Kimbrell's numbers of 2022 are are weird, and I'm going to kind of go over that now. So this is courtesy of the good fight on Twitter who ran these numbers. So Craig Kimbrell versus the Diamondbacks in in this past season in seven and two-thirds innings gave up nine hits, 10 earned, an 11.74 ERA, four walks, three homers with a slash line of 300, 447, and 700. However... (laughs) 
Kimbrell versus everybody else for the rest of the season. 52 innings, only 42 hits, 15 earned, a 2.55 ERA, 24 walks, only one homer, 63 strikeouts in 52 innings, and a slash line of 215, 300, and 297. So it's like a he was brutal against. Now I see where where team was talking about. But he he was, Dave Roberts fires. Yeah, I get yeah. why you don't put that guy in against the Diamondbacks. Yeah, that I mean yeah. that's a uh, he had a magnificently awful time against the Diamondbacks last year. But outside of the D-backs, pretty dominant. Yeah, um, which is pretty crazy. So if you look at that, eleven point seven four ERA will bloat your stats up pretty high. But yeah. overall, you also got to realize he's what thirty five. Um, yeah, so like he's not the Craig Kimbrell from four or five years ago, but I kind of agree with you, Dean, too. You bring it in Kimbrell, who is for his career, you know, sixth all time, I, I think, in saves. I think he's the kind of guy you might want to start the season out in that ninth inning role and see how it goes mm-hmm. um, and, and see if he is is still that that lights out dude at the end there yeah. um, because he's got the attitude for it. Um, he is like, you want to talk about a Philly guy. I mean, Philly's going to love this dude. I mean, they have for the longest time. Philadelphia is yeah. one of this guy on the team. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I have, yeah, I've, I've been, I've been calling it for since he, uh, was he traded to the Cubs? I think, or did he sign with the Cubs? I can't remember when he, uh, when he left ball, I think it was when he left Boston. He signed. Yeah, he signed with the Yeah, Cubs. I was like, go get Kimbrel. What are you That's what I doing? thought, too. And yeah. Like, oh, nah, Hector Naris. I hate his stupid, sta- his stupid stance. Yeah, oh, he gets it done, though. I, uh, <laughs> I, and, you know, it looks like the Phillies also aren't done. There's been reports coming out that they're going to go after Zach Britton, um, who's hmm. a lefty uh, closer type guy. To me, look, I'm all for loading up the bullpen with good arms. But you basically now are going to bring in Britain. So you've got basically three closers in the back end of your bullpen. You know, what do you do with all that? You know, how do you how do you finagle that with Britain, Dominguez and Kimbrell? And and Jason, I, I think. I, I believe Topper and the Phillies are leaning more towards. Finding out for sure if Dominguez is that guy. Um, I mean, he had he was in a lot of high pressure situations, obviously, at the end, towards the end of the season, into the playoffs. He had that one bad game where he had three wild pitches. Um, but look, for the most part this season, man, he he pitched some good ball for a lot of it. Um, so in in when I'm when I'm thinking about the long term of 162 games. What do you do with Dominguez and Kimbra? I'm not going to talk about Britain because he's not here. So, yeah. but if 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 you're the Phillies, that's why I go back to this. Is it more of an analytical decision? That's kind of like what baseball, like we don't see baseball anymore with these guys getting 55, 60 saves anymore. It's become, you know, much to the chagrin of Dean, very analytical and matchup driven. <laughs> so do you think that's where they're going to go, Jay, is – uh, let's see, you know, historically, um, Kimbrel stuff will work better against this team. Dominguez will work better for that team. Do you think it's just a more of, you know, maybe each guy can get 25 saves and they'll be healthy and they, they'll be fresh for the playoffs. Where do you think this is going to go? Because you got two closures now in the back end, including one who's an all-timer. I, 
it, it, that is the way baseball is playing out. And I think we saw that in the World Series when they brought Alvarado in to face uh, what's uh, not Alonzo? What's the what's the right fielder's name? Like four times, and he got he jacked a home run off him at the end in the mm-hmm. Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. So you see, they like to play matchups. He's a big match their matchup team. Um, Doming- see, to me, Dominguez is still young, and I think they want to solidify him. They, I do think after last season, they saw what he can do and how well he can pitch. Um, and he's been a guy that really has looked when he's been healthy and played his played the years. He's he's looked fantastic. He has unhittable stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a guy. So uh, to me, he gets that first shot. He's only going to be twenty eight years old. So I do. He doesn't have as much wear and tear. I think Kimbrel's a great move for the later in the season and the playoffs mm-hmm. because he's been there. He knows how to get it done. He knows he's pitched in a lot of big situation games. Um, so he's definitely a guy that can help bring Dominguez along as well. Cause he's still very, he's only had four seasons. Cause he, like you guys said, he missed a lot. He yeah. only really had three full big league seasons. So he's still mm-hmm. a guy that's fairly young in the game. Mm-hmm. I know 27, but as a major league pitcher. So I think Kimball's the guy that can help him with that, show him different things. Um, yeah. I think you are right. They'll probably play more matchups mm-hmm. this year or, or kind of, yeah. What Kimball, we, we know Kimball come in a more of a high leverage. He's been yeah. there, done it. So I do think you're kind of more on point than just having one lockdown. Closer. Right. Well, just don't pitch him against the Diamondbacks. Yeah. That's well, all. I will say though, they, when they traded for Robertson, he did become the closer. So because mm. I'm looking at the stats right now. Sir Anthony only had nine saves all year. Mm. So um, I, that makes me think that Kimbrell's going to be the guy. Yeah, I think, yeah, um, I think you're right. That, that might that tell you a lot. Think, I didn't realize he only had nine saves. Because why go out and get him if you thought yeah. Sir Anthony he, was um, that lockdown? He pitched in 54 games and, and he uh, had nine saves. Mm-hmm. Uh, three year, so he was six and five. So um, that 100% makes me think that Kimbrel's the guy for now. Kimbrel's going to be the guy starting the season in that role. That's that's what I take from it. Like I said, I didn't realize Sir Anthony only had um, nine. Yeah. So that that 100% tells me that was a little less than I thought. That Kimbrel's going to be the guy. Sir Anthony will probably Mm -hmm. be the setup guy then. Um, Yeah. I forgot we had Corey Knebel last year. He was supposed to be the closer. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep on Brogdon. Boy, was he amazing. He has electric yeah. stuff. So that's yeah. a guy that we better that the, I think the Phillies are going to take a hard look on if he can carry over that postseason success. Because my goodness, was he fun to watch in the postseason? Yeah, um, he, his, wasn't too bad either. No, but no. his stuff was just. Yeah. He was making dudes swing out of their helmets. Their yeah. bullpen next year will look good. Like I think it's, overall, on paper, I think it looks really good. Because and I really, I was very upset. Appel didn't make the playoff roster because I think when they did pitch him, I think they got to, they have to give him a real look next year. I think as so. a spring training, he will. Yeah, uh, um, you know, a middle relief type of dude, middle relief type of guy, long relief in in those blowout or high wind games. You got to give him a serious look for you know next season. I agree. I mean, uh, those those high wing games, uh, you know, when we're slugging it out with other teams, I'm sure we're going to be all the Nola starts. <laughs> They're going to uh, be cutting a lot of games close there uh, with Nola when every time he starts of, this year. A lot of nine eight wins with uh, <laughs> uh, Campbell. Oh man, those Nola games. <laughs> Speaking of uh, <laughs> cutting it close, support for the Ring the Bell podcast is brought to you guys by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. 
Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance pack, performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, is on sale now. You guys can check that over at manscaped.com. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BASEBALL20 at manscaped.com. And if my math is correct, 7 million men worldwide, that's 14 million balls, gentlemen. Um, the Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and oh, man, it's a game changer. Inside this package, we all got one. Thank you guys very much for that. Those those were wonderful gifts for the holiday season. You'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, and performance boxer briefs with a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0, legendary. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and dare I even say the greatest ball trimmer ever? I think so. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4,000K LED spotlight you need for a more precise shave, gentlemen. We can shave in the, in the dark. Talk about risks, but it's okay. Not too worried. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you could say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. And you thought that was good. Let's take your grooming game even further to the next level, shall we? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes a weed whacker, nose and hair trimmer. Uh, the weed whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps reduce uh, nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas, that your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers, which are anti-chafing, by the way, love them, and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself, gentlemen. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping worldwide with our code BASEBALL20. Now get 20% off and free shipping with BASEBALL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code BASEBALL20. That's BASEBALL20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, boys, let's kind of get into our Second segment here. Let's talk something that that was. <laughs> are you on mute, Dean? <laughs> Looks like you're on mute now. Oh, you're good. What would you say? Yeah, I said your math was off. Uh, you forgot about John Crook. So there's only thirteen million nine hundred ninety nine thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was rude, sir. <laughs> Kidding, Crocky. I love you. Guys. <laughs> so let's kind of talk about. Some news that kind of came out a few days ago out of nowhere. And it's kind of stuff that, you know, we've all kind of been talking about for a while. Um, but this is kind of very interesting. Um, this came out uh, from an anonymous source. Uh, it popped up in an article. I forget where it came from. Uh, I think it was on a, a New York Yankees uh, news site. And here's the quote uh, about Mike Trout with Moreno selling the Angels. Uh, them having zero shot to re-sign Otani and the Angels' <laughs> lack of ability to build anything close to a contender. Trout is reportedly quietly trying to force a trade. He's an East Coast kid that wants to be closer to home, but he also wants a chance to win. Now he wants to win. Uh, he has three teams that he prefers, the Phillies, the Yankees, and the Mets. 
no one is willing to take that whole entire deal on the bet with the back issues that he's got. And there is a problem getting insurance to cover the remaining amount. It's a Stanton type situation. And this, these people were told that trout obviously prefers Philly. And then he ends for whatever it's worth. So obviously we take this with a grain of salt because it's super interesting. It's something that hasn't really been talked about publicly uh, in any major news forum, but this is something that people have kind of, you know, whispered about for a couple years now. This definitely gets the what ifs going. Um, and we all know what's going to be happening with Otani. Uh, sign that one year deal worth 30 million. If they're out of it, which they most likely will be in July, they may trade him. But other than that, there's look, I'm putting a because anything can happen in baseball and they they, they are selling the team to new ownership. I'm going to put a, a 10% chance that he returns uh, to the Angels. Um, I think he's going to the Dodgers. I, I yeah, think if, if, if they're as serious as they as people are tell, saying that the Dodgers are, he's going to be a Dodger next year. Yeah. It, so I'm going to ask you guys, how how much validity do you guys put to that report? Um, do you think we're now reaching that precipice in terms of maybe Trout has finally had enough? And maybe that money, I mean, he's going to get it no matter where he goes and what he does. It's guaranteed money. But how much validity do you put to this? Um, I don't know. I I feel like um, anything could happen, sure. Um, I mean, we did see it with Stanton. I mean, the the comparison to Stanton is good. Listen, if you're drafted by the Marlins and you play for the Marlins, you know exactly what you're going to get with that franchise. And if you sign that long of a deal to stay in with the Marlins, you are basically saying, I don't want to win. So a couple years later, and you're trying to force a move out of Miami or Florida. I can't remember if they had rebranded to the Miami Marlins yet. Um, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you, you knew what you're getting yourself into resigning with a proverbial loser. Um, like the Angels have pretty much been our entire lives outside of 2002 when they won that World Series. They have, they're one of the worst ran franchises in baseball. Absolutely. Um, so that's why I said to you guys in the text message, I think Jay, you were the one that sent it to us. And I was like, uh, he, if he wanted to win, he would have allowed his contract to run down because I think he would have been a free agent two years ago, I think it was. Or mm-hmm. so, um, I could see maybe some validity behind it because maybe he wasn't thinking the team would be sold. But at the same time, if he truly didn't want to play out in the West Coast, you know, in sunny California, he would have let himself become a free agent mm-hmm. when and probably would have made way more money because, you know, the Phillies would have went after him. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's my thoughts. On it. I, I don't know what to believe about, it, you know. Yeah, Jay. I'd, I'd like to believe at the end of the day, professional athletes aren't just about the money. He wants to win. And the Angels, for everything where it's bad as they've been, they've made lots of attempts to sign free agents to help him. And I feel like a lot of most of them have fallen flat. They just haven't performed. I know. Um, Anthony Rendon after his big year. So they've tried to give him and it just hasn't worked. And I I do think he sees, I know they talked about a lot this year about how bad his back really is and how that could prevent him uh, going down the road. 
So I think a lot of the teams that are looking at him, you have to look at how much of the contract you have to eat. How much are the Angels going to take on? So he's owed eight more years at $297 million. How much of the how much of that bill are the Angels going to foot to to appease Trout? That's, I don't. To me, it's tough for me to say for say yeah. The I Angels find it are going immovable. to trade him. It's it's tough. So it's it's got to be a team that's a big market team. He's it's going to got to be a winner. I think the Dodgers, the Yankees. It, it's tough for the Phillies because they have a lot of other needs with a lot of the recent signings, and I even think tough for a team like the Yankees. You'd have to move a lot of players for some of these teams to get that contract that trout has. And then you also have to look at the other coin. The dude hasn't played over 150 games since 2016. You look at the last, you know, since last year, he played 119, 36 the year before year before is 53, but they had the COVID season. He played 134 and still won the MVP in 2019. Mm -hmm. And then, but in 2017 is kind of where all this started. Only played 114 games. Mm -hmm. So he's a guy that's went healthy Outside of, I think, 20, the one year he played 114 games. Outside of 2017, the dude really, once he's, it doesn't finish outside the top two of MVP, really. So he's a guy that's going to be in the conversation. It's just, are you. And he played 120 games this year and he was on pace to have monster numbers. Yeah. 40 home runs. If the dude plays a whole season, he's probably right there with Judge. Yeah. He hit 40 and 80 in 119 games. So yeah. what it's how Ridiculous. much of the risk are you willing to take with this guy? Because the, you know it's just going to get worse. Yeah. So the, my question would be like a team like the Phillies, right? And and this is no this isn't me taking a dig at like Bryce or anything like that. Bryce has a tendency to miss twenty to thirty games. Of year. course. Yeah. So because he plays ridiculously hard. That's that's why it's not like he is injury prone. He plays balls to the wall hundred, you know, every game he's there. Um so do you go and bring in a guy like Judge who is also averaging 20, 30, 40 games a year that he's missing? So then what happens at one point where like a quarter of your season, your two top hitters could be out at any given mm-hmm. time? So personally, I know it sounds stupid. If I'm if I'm the Phillies, I'm not touching this. Not even close. With a 10-foot pole. Yeah. With a 10-foot pole because that's a lot of – great, and, it's not my money, but no. that's, a lot of, that's a lot of money. Um. And, and this is a team other spots next year. Right. And do you like a back? Listen, a, for somebody like me who lives with, uh, you know, kind of like a lower arthritis problems in my back for my time in the army. Um, that's never better. You know what I mean? So yeah. this is not going. It's to degenerative. For him. Yeah. It's yeah. It basically what it is, is it degenerative disc disease kind of. So it's not mm-hmm. going to get better. He's not going to turn around and be like, boom, 161 games. Um, no, I'm, it's it's not going to happen. So if I'm the Phillies, I'm saying, hey, you can come to the games. You're going to buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's here's my issue. The majority of the Phillies core is now entering their 30s. Yeah. Which is their prime, which is great. Um, But man, you bring on a Mike Trout who's 31. He'll be 32 in August. You owe him eight years at two hundred and ninety seven million dollars. And he's already a guy that, like we said, has has not played more than 140 games since 2016. That's six years. That's um, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Look, I understand he's a, he's a New Jersey guy. One, I does it means absolutely zero to me. I don't care yeah. what he is or where he's from. You cannot. I don't think there's a team in Major League Baseball 
that should that should take that deal because you're not getting you're not going to get that ROI. That return on investment is going to be awful. It's going to be great. Do a World Series though. If he comes to Philly, and they get like I'm not. I'm just saying because we're Philly guys. To he be, comes to Philly, to so they DH. win. But it's I'm, not going to be the so, show because Bryce is probably going to be no. I but I do think he still plays. The, I think he plays the outfield. You can move him to left. You can move him to right when Bryce is not healthy. So you're going to you're going to pay a guy thirty eight million to play one hundred and twenty games. If he brings you, I'm just I'm just playing other side of the coin. I understand. I'd love to if he brings you a World Series or two because and so a lot of it depends on when he gets hurt. So it's a, it is a, it's a huge risk for a team that is going to wrap up thirty eight million dollars in payroll on yeah. one player, mm-hmm. especially for a team like the Phillies, the Yankees, the Dodgers, who have many guys making twenty, thirty plus. But how much of that are the Angels willing to eat makes it better? If, if they if, eat a hundred million dollars, I'm yeah. so if you're if that's what's that over. That's over 10, what, 12, 13 million a year. I would be a little, because Bryce, like to Dean's point, I think it's easier with Bryce because Bryce is only making 28.5 a year. Mm-hmm. If you have now Trout making that because the Angels are going to eat some, which you're going to have to give them extra prospects, extra so, players to eat some of that. So if I they would be okay with that. If they eat $100 million, I'm just ballparking this, man. I'm, I'm literally, this is a massive hypothetical. True. If they eat $100 million and that goes strictly that they're paying it, the Angels are paying in to play for the Phillies $100 million. That leaves you with eight years at $24.5 million per season. I am 100% okay with that. Yes. Because there I'm good. And, and, and we don't have to give up that much together. And you don't have to give up that much because they, they just want that, 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 that uh, contract off the books. Would I you be? Uh, I would be, be okay with the giving Mets are a big. I know top free eight or top minor. So I would be okay if if they said, "Yeah, we'll we'll give you a, we'll eat a hundred million right now." We want Abel, no or Painter, nope. I no. Okay, here's so, the reason I would do it. You're right. It does. Yep. <laughs> if you add a trout to the team that's currently constructed, which they'll have next year, basically mm-hmm. this year or next year, like Chris said, there is a. There's all of these guys are hitting 30, 31 years old. They have about a four or five year window. Yeah, we have a four or five year window now. Well, if you now next year, I Painter and Abel probably two, three years down the line, or will be they could be a number one. If you can yeah. guarantee, if you can put him in that lineup, and now you have the pitching that you have, to, that vaults that because you're adding a dude that's going to hit 30 to 40 home runs give you most likely 90 to 110 RBIs. He's top of the lineup type of dude on base machine. Of course. I, I would make the deal if they have to eat that much uh, close to hundred million though. It has to if be hundred million, it, man. I, I can't do it as much as I know we've talked about. It, I said, bring them, bring them, bring them. If they're not eating a, a, a large portion of that contract, mm-hmm. it's tough to bring him on for 119 games and he may miss he may miss playoffs. He may not even be there. And if they take, if they, of, if they pay fifty million, now you're at eight years at about thirty one a year. I'd want it closer to, to twenty five to twenty eight million. It has a year. to be. So I have to. Man, look, he's one of the greatest players of our generation. One of the best players ever. I'm not denying that. If he was twenty eight years old, I'd say I don't care. Just get him here. But man, you're talking about Abel and Painter. 
who are going to be your probably your one and maybe your two and your three in two years because Wheeler's going to be gone. We still don't know what's going on with Nola. My assumption is they're they're not going to sign him. I know Todd Zalecki of Phillies.com thinks they might actually get a deal done in spring training. Um, I just I don't I don't know if that happens or not. But if it does, that that's good because you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about that at the end of the year, especially if he has a good year. But man, if you bring a trout in here, regardless of what you're doing, and it's going to cost you Abel and Painter, I don't think I can sacrifice two arms like that. For a guy that's going to give me 115 games, I I look it I it's yeah. but it's all this is a either. gigantic hypothetical. I wouldn't either, I, and I don't I, think the Yankees would do it either. Just to just to because the Yankees are obviously always in play for these players. Because I just pulled up Stanton's stats. Stanton hasn't even remotely played close to a full season since 2018. No. He missed, and last he missed, year he hit what 210, 211. He missed he missed 52 games this past year, yeah. and. Oh this his second year in New York, he missed like 150 games. So they're the not going to bring is, in. Though, they're not going to bring in a guy who's going to miss more time. Trout's not going to bat. Stanton this year, he's he's not going to bat 300. Get on base at a 420 clip. No, also I, I get give it. You the 20, the yeah, 30 to 40 it. home runs. Uh, I understand. I, I, I think sure. any team is going to look at it, and I think not just the Phillies. I think any it's team a short term reward. Yes, sure. and you're going to have, and the Angels are going to have to eat a lot of it. The but Angels Jay, would what, have to eat but, a lot of that salary, and yeah. we would have to give up like nothing for it to be like, okay, fine, we'll do it because it's all about the injury problem. Because you know you don't want to bring him in and he's playing half a season, and he's not even playing the half a season that you need him for. Because realistically, you don't need him for the first eighty games of the season. You want him for the last eighty games of the season in the playoffs. That's what you want him for. Jay, you know, my question is then. You get them for those two years, and you hope to win a championship in those two years. Then what do you do when you have six years left at between twenty-eight and thirty million dollars left? And he's going to be thirty-four I'm years old. I'm disappointed when <laughs> Abel and Painter make a lot of money and Trout's hurt yeah. all the time. But it's, I, it's tough, man. Is, for any, you, and it's not just for the Phillies. This is a tough call for anybody. Are you? Tra- yeah. Can you trade the future of your franchise? And for a champ for a chance at two to three championships in the next five years, which is what any team, any team in position to win one, when you out add a player to caliber of trout who plays a full season is are, is no doubt the best player in baseball sure. when he's healthy, you add him is the risk worth the reward. If you get a two world series, yes, and also, I think a team like the Dodgers would be perfectly suited for it. Like Dean said, he could go there because they are a team that knows how to draft. So they're good trading away that capital mm-hmm. that we don't know. Mm-hmm. And to me, I always look at it as how, when we traded for Doc, when we traded for Cliff, a lot of those guys, the big names we've traded for, how many of those players have turned out to be the type of player that I mean, like I, you can't name anybody from those trades that have made significant moves. It's the only mm-hmm. one I think, I think Carrasco was the only guy I think, I think he was one of the guys for Cliff Lee, but mm-hmm. there, there's mm. a lot of these prospects like the Dodgers have traded millions of prospects over the last few years for Machado, for Turner, for you Darvish, none of them for Mookie Betts, none of them have really been that type of player. So to me, it's a hundred percent worth the risk because I don't know what I have in those guys. I know 
what I'm getting, I'm going to get 120 games and a guy that's going to hit 30 home runs. And, and hopefully he's there for the playoffs. To me, mm-hmm. it's, it's worth that risk to get rid of those guys. If I'm any franchise, if I'd rather, the angels okay. are eating it. Sure. My, my only issue I, is I how often rather. do the Phillies actually develop really good arms? That's my, yeah. that's, that's where I struggle. Now you finally, um, after they've developed a great arm in Aaron Nola. Okay. So let they developed a really good arm in Nola. Okay. That's good. one, and it's the first one since what since Hamels. Yeah. So yeah, these and now the Phillies have two of them. Oh, man, I really just find it and hard to get rid the, of them. The Astros have proven pitching wins championships. Yeah. What do the Astros have? They have the best starting staff in baseball, and they have the best closer in baseball. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, listen, every look, just like the commercial in the '90s with Tom Glavin and Greg Maddox said, "Chicks dig the long ball." But the long ball isn't always going to win your World Series. You no. got to execute pitching. It's yeah. like it's like in football, defense wins championships. Yep. You know, you're not. The Phillies lost the World Series because their bats went cold because the Astros just pitched them to death. Yeah. And, and so, look, so I like love. Them, I'd like to see them hold on at least one of them. If one of them has to go, that's okay. But you can't trade both of them for. Can't trade both. Who's going to miss a quarter to a half of the season? Jay, if, if the, he was 28 years old. Though, I, I agree with that point. Like, but that's how many the thing. of those pitchers, your number one, their best pitcher last year. Yeah. Wasn't homegrown for Houston. No. But a lot of these teams really outside of the Atlanta Braves. I know the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers did have a lot, but like they're not a, a lot of these teams are getting the homegrown guys that are coming in. And then so, I want to see the Phillies trade for pitching. And that's what I want. I would be okay that's with that. If I'm going to trade for a top end starter, I then you're going to be paying arms. top market when you have two arms that cost nothing. That, well, we, that what may what be saying a, is, a five saying is starter. If we're going to make a out. trade for uh, a, a guy who's going to be paying a lot of money and stuff like that, I would see rather see them trade for like okay. pitching because I still don't think our pitching is, is so, it's better. I think it's better than last year. But so, I so you want, so here's my issue. And I, I think, we're getting lost in the shuffle here. Mm. You want to bring in Mike Trout, and let's just say they they take a hundred million dollars. You're paying him twenty five million dollars a year the next eight years, so you're okay giving up Abel and Painter. Yeah. After that one year, now you got to replace two pitchers, and you're going to be paying over twenty five thirty million dollars per starter that you want to replace them with now. So now you're you've went from paying twenty five million plus another like eight to nine million per year for Abel and Painter to probably end up costing you over uh, probably another 50 to $65 million per year for two additional arms. A lot of it has to do, like, I think a lot of it, you look, when you do look at it, it does go with, can you like, if, can we resign Noel at a decent price? Wheeler is is signed for next year. Rangers still there. And well, Wheeler's just, probably not going to be here for that final year of his contract. Yeah, I, we've talked about that, Jay. We don't know what's going to That's going to be a tough one. But we don't know. John Brown was a higher rated prospect than Mike Trout. So I, I don't it. care. I don't care about prospects. To me, very few prospects that are rated there show up like that or are going to come in and be the be the guy. Very few of them come in and play I, that. I level. understand. But the Astros and the Braves are showing that if you do it right, you're going to get consistency and world championships. Don't give me the Astros. The Astros tanked for 12 years straight, had 18 number one picks, and they hit on five of them. Don't give me the Astros. I hate that comparison. Who have the Phillies hit crap. on? 
But they didn't tag the Phillies didn't have eight straight years of a top three. No, pick. they had oh, eleven hey, of non-playoff yeah. years. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> no, but they were still drafting like non, eight. Yeah, eight right. To the Phillies non-purposely tanked and still couldn't hit. <laughs> they couldn't get a top five pick. Out like the yeah. Phillies were never right. picking top five. They're picking Cornelius Randolph in the as a thirteenth pick. Oh, like, yeah. come on. But the, the Astros, and I agree. I do agree with the point. Bringing that is the right move, especially when we've watched Atlanta. Signed so many great players at such great deals. Yeah, they just did and it again with Sean Murphy. Next, yeah, they're signed so long. So I, yeah. I understand that side of it. But to me, I think he brings you a championship. I think they're a championship team right now. I agree. I think he's not according to ESPN. The, no, they're not even. We'll, we'll get to team that. ESPN. <laughs> yeah. But he, he puts them that he puts them now, I think, leading the pack. If he's on this team, he leads the, they lead the, they lead the pack. They're the yeah. best team in baseball with Mike Trout. Look, um, I only accept this deal, and whoever's listening to me that's with the Phillies, probably nobody. But who, if you do, I only accept that deal if the, you, you get the Angels to agree to pay over $100 million of that deal. Yes, that's it. I, I'm not, that's the only way. I will not accept. And, and they take Nick Castellanos. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Even take better. Bryce, take Bryce Harper. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Not Bryce. Um, Reese Hoskins. Yeah, take Reese. We'll give you Reese, and you give and take a hundred million dollars. We'll take Mike Trout. <laughs> um, you can throw in Anthony Randone too if you don't want him anymore. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna take our our last little pause here, uh, and then we're gonna kind of talk about what just came out a few days ago regarding uh, ESPN predictions for 2023. Um, and it's just really annoying, but we're gonna get to it. Uh, this show is also brought to you by SeatGeek. Head over to SeatGeek.com right now. Use our code on the bump uh, and get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Uh, again, any sporting event you guys coming on to, you want to go to a Sixers game, Flyers game, wherever you guys listen from, you got a team. You got concerts you might even want to go to. Uh, head over to SeatGeek.com right now. Use our code on the bump for $20 off your very first ticket purchase. Uh, all right. Let's talk about ESPN. Uh, something I don't like talking about a lot, which is ESPN, because they annoy the bejesus out of me, and they did it again this week. So ESPN, every year, they come out with this model, uh, and it, it, it's like a calculator. I don't know how they even do it. Uh, I think they do it based on like the predictions of what it's going to take to make the playoffs, the amount of wins based on you know difficulty of schedule or, or whatnot. Um, ESPN believes the Philadelphia Phillies will finish in third place behind both the New York Mets, the Atlanta Braves. I'm sure that's uh, what many people believe, but, you know, given both that, you know, the Mets and the Braves won 101 games in 2022, they've obviously made huge additions in this offseason, as have the Phillies. What is, though, is that the model believes that the Phillies will regress to just 85 wins and miss the playoffs altogether um, in, in, uh, in 2023, the simulations came to the conclusion that the Mets will win the NL East with an average of just under 103 wins. They'll edge out the five-time defending division champ Braves, who will claim the top wild card spot uh, in Major League Baseball with just over 99 wins per the model. But despite it adding Taiwan Walker, Trey Turner, Kimbrell, Matt Stram, um, the Phillies were given an average of 85.2 wins by this system. That would be two wins, two less wins than 2022, uh, which the Phillies won 87 games and snuck in as the final wild card spot. Uh, 
But this time around, six NL teams, Mets, Braves, Padres, Cardinals, Dodgers, and Brewers are projected to finish above the Phillies. Um, that, that's just, look, I, <laughs> I understand there's going to be concerns about the Phillies. Wheeler, Nola, Suarez, Dominguez, Real Muto, they all had extended workloads in the postseason. So, you know, it may behoove the Phillies to exercise some load management in 2023, which we probably will expect, especially with guys um, like Wheeler, Nola, and JT. Um, but, and then you got, you know, Bryce won't be back until June. Man, 85 wins. Guys, we can't, there's no pot. I mean, look, of course, anything's possible. But, I mean, I'm looking at this roster now, even without Bryce until June, I still have this team. And look, and, and with, the schedule changes. We're not playing the Mets and the Braves 30 times anymore or the Nationals uh, or the Marlins who the Phillies seemingly can't beat. Um, I'm I'm still looking at this team being 90 wins at least. I mean, Jay, what was your thoughts when you saw that? Just typical ESPN BS hating <laughs> I, Philadelphia. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. That That's what all Philadelphia fans would definitely have you believe. But <laughs> I was... Like they have them seventh in, in the National League. They they're projecting San Diego to to finish with ninety nine wins. They're projecting St. Louis ninety two more than us. The Dodgers, who I do think they're projecting the Dodgers at eighty nine wins, and they they're get, like, come on, I don't. They're definitely an, uh, at least a ninety five win team. The Dodgers. They project the Cleveland Guardians. I almost said the other word. The bad word for them. They're projecting <laughs> them more wins. Milwaukee Brewers, like, come on. There's no way. And I get Bryce is hurt. And do I think they'll be as fantastic as they were when Bryce went down? I don't. I, I don't know if they can keep that pace up. But you're adding Trey Young now, who, or Trey Turner, who they didn't have last year. What I believe will be, a, in which I think a lot of a lot of the the pundits, I think when I read a lot, they believe Castellanos a full season healthy. They'll have him if he's at his prior form. I can't see them not making the playoffs. And now you have three very good pitchers. I think Wheeler last year, if he comes back actually healthy and not needing some time, if he's actually healthy, there's no Mm -hmm. way this team, A, doesn't make the playoffs, B, isn't competing for the division come September, and C, there's no way they're only going to hit 85 wins. To me, if they hit 85 wins, they need to blow this thing up. Oh, yeah. If they don't make the playoffs, you blow it up because Mm -hmm. this team is too – they are too talented to not have at least 90 to 95 wins and on a good thing pushing 100. And like I I said to you, it's going to be much easier because now instead of playing – I think 16 or 17 times in your division, you're going to be playing the Mets and the Braves. I think it's 13 now. Yeah. So it, you're reducing the team, the times you're playing yep. in division. So you may, you're going to see a lot of these other teams that aren't mm-hmm. good in the American league and the national league much more times. Yeah. So I, I don't know why, I don't know where they project. They've ran the numbers, I guess. And I think two Bryce will probably be back before a lot of people thinks he's definitely, they've said yeah. he's a quote unquote quick healer, which I don't know what that means. I'm definitely not. And he's younger than me, but um, I just don't get it. I don't know what projection they're, they're so improved. I just, it's like you said, it's bothersome. I don't get it. They're definitely, and I do think they probably finish behind the Braves 
and yeah. the Mets, there's definitely a good shot. But there, you could have 300 win teams in this division. I know. So I understand pushing it back, but to have them dropping, having less wins yeah, than it's last 85, year, it doesn't make when any they're sense. A much better team <sighs> is crazy. Yeah, it's uh, annoying. I, I totally, I, I laughed at it when I saw that. I was like, <laughs> like, like, really? Like, come on. I mean, first thing first, anything with ESPN and baseball, if it's not <laughs> Peter Gammons telling it, I'm not believing it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because they, they just don't care about baseball anymore. So it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't respect what you're saying, honestly. So to the fact that we upgraded, you know, we, we absolutely upgraded the starting pitching with Walker. Yep. We've upgraded the bullpen. We mm-hmm. up, drastically upgraded at shortstop uh, in yep. the lineup, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What makes you think we're only going to win 85 games next year? It's I mean, odd. I don't think we're I don't think we're going to win 100. I think like 94, 95. I think it's we're we're definitely going to be an improved team. Yeah. Um, I think we'll easily win a wild card spot. So it's just yeah. it's it's they should be embarrassed. I agree. Yeah, I can't wait for them to backtrack on that in like yeah. June. Um, I won't right. know because I don't watch ESPN like that anymore. Right. Um. Some all right. Stuff. So. Before before we get out of here, let's quickly talk about the Mets, um, mm-hmm. who right now are in the middle of a complete metting meltdown. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be my word of the summer is metting. Metting meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carlos Carrera, his uh, reported deal with the Mets is still on hold because, again, you know the the Giants weren't messing around when they they found the the uh, when they ran the, the physical and they found the concerns. Over, you know, Correa's injury history with his with his ankle. Um, there is optimism, though. New York will complete the agreement. I know John Heyman, um, who just is has a weird addiction with the New York oh. baseball teams. Um, but uh, he thinks that the agreement will still happen. He said he's optimistic, optimistic. But, you know, if anyone knows Heyman, you know, don't worry. Um Aaron Judge is a new, uh, San Francisco Giant, <laughs> according to John Heyman. Um, you know, Correa, who is 28, he had ankle surgery in 2014 when he was in the minor leagues. He has only ever played more than 150 games in a season once in his eight years in the major leagues. Um, Correa also expressed a slight concern over the injury this past season, and it's what has seemingly jeopardized a 12-year, $315 million contract. It already got him booted out of a $13, $350 million contract with the Giants, um, which fell apart because of an issue that they had looking at the physical. Um, so John Heyman of the New York Post laid out a case on Thursday on why the uh, Mets owner Steve Cohen will do everything he can to make sure Correa does not slip away. Uh, Heyman also noted the two-time All-Star wants to get the deal done as he likely doesn't want to redo the free agency drama again. Um one person close to the situation told Heyman, I'd be surprised if he's not a Met. If the reported deal, though, does fall apart again, uh, Correa will 100% uh, be given a, or offered a contract that will decrease in value immensely. Um, it's probably why, you know, the, the former. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be a great Oakland, uh, Oakland A. Uh, you know, they're going to have to, you know, Correa's going to have to probably agree to certain injury incentives if he wants to get a deal done with the Mets. And tell you what, if I'm the Mets, I'd knock off five years of that deal, maybe a hundred million dollars. Um, or, or an opt out at least add an, uh, I would option add, like add an opt out I mean, after like, two or three years. Yeah. Well, they did say, I think 
the Mets are reaching out, Cohen's reaching out to the MLB and MOPA, MLBPA to put some, they didn't say what sort of stipulations, but trying to add some sort of stipulations into the contract. So it may be, it's oh, wait, definitely that was going to be something like that. That was, that was I, real. I, yeah. I thought that, I thought that was like a meme. Like the Mets are trying to have an opt out after like every season. No, Cohen, <laughs> Cohen brought it up. Like, Hey, we have to get something like this, oh, like done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, did they ever? Because they haven't officially announced it. So I know because they said he had signed, quote unquote, signed with San Fran. So is he even signed with the Mets? Because no, didn't do the press conference. Well, they, no. they have to they have to pass the physical first. The, no so, contract. Yeah. Everything that's done with a contract is all verbal and in principle until you pass a physical. Dean, do I need to take your shirt off? <laughs> <laughs> Are you about to take just a physical? You, he can pass his physical. I'd be just, anyway. showing, just showing everybody that I can pass my physical. <laughs> Dean's physical will be gone as soon as they look at his back. <laughs> They're going to be like the second he makes a bend over play at third, he's out for 60 day DL. Why are you gritting your teeth so bad? <laughs> ah. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't taken 10 steps in two weeks. Cause it makes me look tough. But, yeah. So <laughs> if you're Correa, did you overplay your hand now too? Absolutely. I mean oh, now, but now, but now it's 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 uh it's public that there is now two teams who have questioned your physical, mm-hmm. and it's and it's not only that. Like Steve Cohen, the Mets were so gung ho and so happy that they got their man, and then they go, yeah. "Oh, the Giants weren't kidding around." Like yeah. it's a big investment. This is three hundred year. This is twelve years. Three hundred years. Three hundred years. 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 years for a long time. <laughs> yeah, super long. It's twelve years, and you're talking over three hundred million dollars. And if this dude's complaining about the injury last year already, and now he's failing two physicals, that's an issue. What happened? Because you heard nothing about this last year. Yeah, what? Because he he's in Minnesota. Like, yeah. yeah, but there's a lot of. I think he wait. I I think he, I'm sure he met with a lot of teams. A lot of teams probably all had record of all of this so what did they not see or what did they miss they didn't what see did a he, recent physical that's it but that's insane that that's that's yeah, it nothing about last year that's but it's i'm, I'm happy because it's the mets but you do feel bad for the kid because this could cost him hundreds of millions of dollars now uh yeah if i'm the mets i'm pulling out of the i'm pulling out of the deal honestly i agree like what like 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 i, I if I, I, I you know what hey man you're too much of a risk unless you're willing to sign a smaller contract uh, this, because here's the is, thing, the physicals, a... the results of the physical is not going to change. Mm-hmm. This is twice now. So there's obviously an issue. Yeah. What's going like, to change? Like we had said earlier, he's projected. We pre- before we knew it, he projected out most to stay at shortstop. Yeah. So now I have a dude who may not finish. He's probably not going to finish that contract. And now yeah. he's not, he may not even project out to be a shortstop for the Which length is or wild. how many years that contract. Yeah. Yeah. So that to me totally hurts his, the value that he brings to your team. Yeah. If you're not keeping him at shortstop for that, that amount of time, the only way this gets done with the Mets is if that contract changes significantly, because yeah. again, you, that's everyone thought oh, the Giants are overblowing this. The Mets got them. Carlos Correa is a Met for the next 12 years. Uh, like a big waste of time. I can't believe the Giants did that. But then, la da da, long and behold, the dude actually fails his physical again in terms of, you know, seeing something that's fishy. It doesn't matter what the agent says to these teams. The physical is going to tell you exactly what it's going to tell you. You can't fudge it. 
So it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's not a piss test. So it's, you know, you, you, you gotta, you gotta physically pass this thing or you're not. I can't bring a fake contract. leg in. Yeah, you can't you can't bring a fake leg into that. Amazing. So that's this is going to be interesting. It's already been over a week now. We've really heard nothing. So something is going on. And I don't know. I don't know what it could be. Something's got to come out within the next week or so, because if something goes wrong, the reports have already come out that there's already been three or four teams checking in on the situation. Um, I mean, let's see. I'm trying to think who did the Giants. Did they just sign a shortstop? Yeah, they signed. They signed. Who signed Dansby? Cubs. That's right, the Cubs. So, the, so they still need to shortstop the Giants. Well, isn't I don't. They could probably with what, Miami. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're the if you're the Giants, do you get back into the Correa race and say I, I, here's a much lesser deal? I was reading. They said that. Uh, and, and I was just looking it up. I read it, just saw that post. Now it's very unlikely the giants will circle mm. back around and everything I'm like, I, like you said, I feel like a lot of the things I've been reading are saying that they don't think this deal will fall apart, even though, but I, I do think there has to be some, it's going to be altered of, immensely. It's it's not going to be the contract that was originally reported. No way. No, how mm-hmm. at all. It, and this serves, this serves Cohen, be. right for coming into the night and stealing away from the giants. This is what you get. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's just amazing, just an amazing situation, but uh, no. All right. But that's going to, that's going to wrap us up. We're going to table the Otani discussion. Maybe that's something we could talk about next week uh, because that's going to be a long one discussing what's going to be happening with Shohei Otani. Um, But let's kind of give everybody an idea of what's going to be coming down the road. Uh, something that we discuss along with the name change. So beginning opening day, which I think is what, March 28th or 29th this year. Um, I don't have it in front yeah, of me. I don't have it in front of me either. But I know it's like that. those last few days of March. Um, we are going to be <laughs> we're going to be making that trek over to YouTube while still recording here. You guys are still going to get the audio version uh, the same time that it, get, that it drops on YouTube. We're going to be doing that. But, however, we are going to be adding a weekday show. The weekday show, uh, it's going to be the four of us. Uh, Kyle is going to be joining us for the weekday show during the season. That's going to be about a, a 35, you know, 30-minute to 45-minute show where we're going to talk about the news and stuff around Major League Baseball. We're going to be talking, you know, Kyle's a huge Yankees fan. He studies the AL East a lot. We're going to get info from him about what's going on with the Yankees, the AL East. Dean is a is a big Dodgers guy can tell us what's going on over in the NL West. All of this impacts the Phillies and what why the new schedule changed. The Phillies play everybody. Everyone plays everyone. Um, hey, I didn't hear anything about the Mariners. I mean, that's well, that's going to be that's still going to be part of the, <laughs> the the entire broad scope of the uh, Jason almost fell out of his chair. Chris is a Seattle fan, so he will tell you about the AL West. Yeah, the, the awful AL West. Chris is just <laughs> going to tell you many things about the Space Needle and why it's on the logo anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be our weekday show. And then Sundays, our, our flagship will be just Phillies. And that'll be the, the whole weekly review like we did in the very beginning through the end of the season. That's going to be the main thing. So beginning in March... We will be having two shows a week. Uh, both will be on YouTube. Again, both available from an audio version for those who listen to us in your car uh, or while you're working out. doesn't matter. Whatever you do, you don't have to tell me. Just 
I'm happy you hit the download button. Um, <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, two shows beginning by opening day. Uh, one will be either Wednesday night or right early in the Thursday morning, because that's usually once games wrap up on Wednesdays, many teams have off Thursdays to travel or whatnot for their weekend series. So that'll be, we'll have to juggle that when the time comes. Um, but we're looking forward to to doing that. So there you go. This is going to be moving to a two show podcast beginning opening day. So lots to come uh, and we're, we'll keep, you know, driving that home each and every week to let you guys know, to prepare you what's going on, what's happening with the show. Um, if you guys want to follow us on the Instagram, eh? head over to RTB baseball. That's RTB baseball uh on instagram uh give us a follow and again guys if you listen to us on itunes uh, or even spotify uh rate us anywhere between one and five stars leave a review it really does help us trust me um five stars, guys we're fantastic yeah, five exactly stars. um and give us at least four for making jason shave so it, at least help us out there <laughs> yeah that deserves um, six for that I deserves know. Extra star. i hope I you know. used your i hope you used your your Lawnmower three thousand or whatever it is. Right? I did. I did. I did my nose. I did my nose hairs too. Chris was telling be... me about the vibrations in the nose. Yeah, it fantastic. It is. It was amazing. It felt so good. Did you? I was terrified that I was going to start bleeding profusely at some point. <laughs> Why is there brain on this? <laughs> I think I went too high, guys. I think I, I went, went too way high. too high. Um, but yeah, so definitely. Uh, again, lawnmower 4.0 guys. Head over to manscaped.com right now. <laughs> Baseball 20 is a code that gets you 20% off and free shipping no matter where you are in the world. You know, and those uh, boxers, dude, they yes. snug those boys. Nice. Yeah, those boxers are nice, like nice. I, I was no not too them. happy when my wife took them off, but I'm ching. So, all right, guys, this has been the Ring the Bell podcast. We have so much coming down the road. Next week, we'll be right back here with you. Same time. Uh, excited for that. Uh, all right. So I'm Christy Francesco. That's Jason Kent and Dean Holzapple. Uh, and we will catch you guys down the road. Happy New Year. Uh, we are less than 90 days away from opening day. So we are getting that much closer. Um, so we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you guys here right back next week. Uh, this is the Ring the Bell podcast. See you guys. Bye-bye.